Joe Ingles puts on the headset, wipes his brow, looks high to the sky, and joins us on the show. Uh, Joe, what you feeling about how you guys fought through this one tonight? Yeah, Madeline's worried that I can't hear you. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, kind of back and forth in the first half. Um, obviously, hopefully, uh, big fella Jokic is okay, obviously. Um, but obviously, with the, him out in the second half, they play a bit different. The guys get more touches, get more flow, um, kind of move the ball a bit quick, obviously, with how dominant dominant he is for, for a lot of the game, and I think he still was for, for a half. Um, yeah, just we, we knew they were going to play play hard, push the ball a bit more. Um, so, yeah, we're happy with, with, obviously, to come out with a win like that. So a lot of talk about your continuity as a group. Did that show tonight as you had to kind of adjust to what they were doing differently than what you prepared for? Yeah, um, obviously the switching something we've been working on. I, I think we did a good job tonight of um, reading it early and, and, and seeing it and um, kind of beating it, I guess. We, we did a good job of, of realizing early. Normally we've taken a bit of time, a bit of a quarter or whatever it is to, to figure that out. And um, it was a good job tonight. We, we, like you said, the continuity, we ran some stuff that we hadn't even gone through this year, but just the guys that were on the court obviously knew what we were running in crunch time. and. Um, Obviously, happy to get a win um, and head off to uh, tomorrow. Thanks a lot, Joe. Appreciate, Appreciate it very it. much. Thanks, Interesting little note there from Joe Ingles that they were running stuff that they actually haven't worked on a run all year, but they just kind of knew what they were doing, and they uh -huh. knew how to figure that out. Well, if things probably that they had ran last year that they haven't really gotten into this year, um, and then short training camps, and, and you've got a lot of guys in camps, so like I said the other day, David, sometimes this is just an extension, I think, of, of preseason uh, this early in the ballgame, early in the year. Jazz go to 3-0, and and now we play six of our next seven on the road. This is actually we'll play eight games in non-consecutive cities over a 14-day period of time. So this is an early, early test for these guys. And we're joined now by Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott. And Tim, what's your thoughts on tonight? Well, it was a, a great basketball game. I mean, for people that love to watch the game, I don't know, you know, that, that first half was was pretty precise. I mean, guys were playing hard, executing. Shots weren't going in, but, but you know, it was effective. And uh, I think Jokic may be one of my favorite players to watch, you know, in the league. He just he has such an ability to affect the game at all three levels, and you've got to really be on your horse. And, um, you know, I thought the Jazz – you know, they, they screwed some things up early, but they stayed with it. And, um, you know, much like the other night, they, they figured it out on the fly. I, I thought they were, uh, like Joe said, really aggressive with the switching defense. I thought they drove it. Uh, they got it to move around, you know, didn't get static. And, um, and then, you know, just I thought huge lifts from, you know, Pascal didn't, or, uh, Pascal didn't score, but in 14 minutes, they were a plus 16 with him on the floor. I liked his energy. And then the same with Whiteside. I think those two guys bring some, some toughness, um, you know, and some physicality. Help me out here, David, because I'm trying to remember here. Jokic was drafted in 2014. Rudy was drafted in 2013, but, but he was traded on, tra on draft night to Utah. So we bought the pick for them for $3 million. So while the pick was taken by Denver, it was really taken by Utah. Really taken by Utah. But then the next year they draft Jokic. And they had Nurkic already. Right. So that was the reason that they were willing to give up Rudy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I don't think they, I don't know if they even were interested in Rudy, frankly. Yeah. Right? Like, we don't know that. I know it has their name on it. But they didn't, they didn't draft Rudy, and then we bought the pick. We bought the pick, and then we drafted Rudy. They had nothing to do with drafting Rudy. Okay. Same thing with Donovan. But whatever the case, Donovan ends up here off of a, a Denver Nuggets draft, or and so does Rudy Gobert. Right. Pretty good one. That first half was got as good as basketball, and I don't know if you saw the note I had. Uh, if, I don't know if you saw the note I had. Uh, I think they were 20 of 27 shooting when Jokic was on the floor. Yeah, I did see that. He just makes everybody better, you yeah, know. He's, he, he's really incredible. He's special. Yeah, and I hope he's okay. Yeah, certainly. Anything to the 12 points holding uh, Denver to 12 in the fourth quarter? Yeah, no Jamal Murray and no Nikola Jokic. Yeah, wondering if the defense dug I mean, in a little bit or if well, Denver I mean, just I ran out our, of it. I think our defense dug in. Our guys deserve some credit. I don't want to – but I think if I were to pull up my Denver Nuggets clutch stats for last year – you know, Jokic and Murray, I think, took 85% of their, I'm looking at just kind of 85, 90% of their shots in the clutch last year. I think Ron can relate, too. I mean, knowing guys that are used to being out there, and it's all fun between, you know, between the five-minute mark from the start to the end, but at the end, it's like everybody's looking around, oh, now I'm actually supposed to win the game. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. You know, Ron, Ron was out there winning games, you know, but there, there are some guys that were, you know, they were really good in the middle when you got to be good, when, good, really good to win. It's kind of fun watching, I think, toward the end of the ball game when the pressure is on and, and you really have to execute. You know what they're trying to take away from you. Um, spacing in this ball game, and then I thought Denver did a very good job, especially early in the ball game, of reacting and closing out, making the Jazz, you know, kind of make that extra pass. But I think the key to the Jazz this year, Macomb, is going, and it's hard to sustain something like that, is being able to run and yep. get those early shots and those early easy buckets that they like to get, those, the, the threes. And then David and I talk about that corner three that they've been so successful at in transition. But it's kind of hard to sustain you know, that, t that pace for 48 minutes. Yeah, Jazz did not shoot the ball well tonight. Quick side note before we let you guys go, I did enjoy the Snoop Dogg Corona reference. Oh, just for that was record. nails. Yeah, you had us in tears on that one. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Do, do, do what I can. Hey, appreciate the work. Fine work tonight. Okay, talk to you soon. Take care. 122 to 110 is your final Jazz Beat the Nuggets. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Night. Jazz game night post game show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Jazz win tonight uh, over the Nuggets, 112 to 110. Just looking over a little bit of the box score, Coach. Jazz shot 52% from the field tonight, 44 for 85. They were 12 for 39 from three, 30.8%. They were led by Rudy Gobert's 23 points, 7 of 8 shooting, 9 of 16 from the line. He had 16 rebounds. He also had a block shot. Donovan Mitchell tonight with 22 on uh, 9 of 20, shooting 1 of 9 from three. Jordan Clarkson with 19 coming in off the bench. Coach, seven Jazz players in double figures tonight. 
uh, four out of the five starters, and then uh, three players coming in off the bench, as I mentioned, Clarkson with 19, Joe Ingles with 13, Hassan Whiteside with 10 before Hassan got uh, thrown out for a shoving match with Jermichael Green, which didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, actually, that both those players would get thrown out, but I guess that's the NBA we find ourselves in. It, I, th- I think it's a couple of things. I think it's the NBA we find ourselves in, and I think there is some truth to like they watch that on the replay and they're like, let's just let's just end this thing. There's a couple minutes left, and but but I don't I don't think you throw guys out for pushing. I mean, Bill Ambeer would just cry big tears to say this is what we've become. It wasn't even you know that much pushing. No, it was either, just kind of like you and I trying to figure out a who's buying lunch. I guess set a tone or set a line. I don't know. Yeah, but, but anyway, didn't make a whole I lot digress. of sense. Um, yeah, it was, uh, that, that was one of the more interesting things that happened tonight. Uh, as for the Nuggets, they shot 50%, uh, tonight. They were 10 of 28 from three, 35.7%. We mentioned Nikola Jokic actually led the way in scoring with 24 points in just 15 minutes. He had six assists and six boards as well. Will Barton had 21 doing most of that damage in the third quarter. Aaron Gordon with 20. Michael Porter Jr. Uh, with 13 points, nine boards, uh, a couple of assists, but he really didn't shoot the ball well. Five of 18. So, uh, and uh, the the as opposed to the or uh, compared to the Jazz, the the Nuggets didn't have any players in double figures coming in off the bench. All their production really came from the starting lineup. Yeah, it was. I, I really did think tonight the the bench gave the Jazz a huge lift. You know, Clarkson was was Clarkson. Um, you know, just put so much pressure on the defense and. Did a good job, I thought, of attacking the basket. You know, they really were kind of trying to crowd him and run him off the three-point line, and he obliged and got to the rim a couple times, and I thought that that was really big for the team. Uh, I thought Joe was great tonight. You know, once again, just is so steady and and so reliable in terms of running the offense. Um, Whiteside and Pascal show what we talked about, you know, some much-needed addition to toughness and um, some guys that are willing to, to get down and stance and guard and keep guys out of the middle of the paint. I thought Pascal got the crowd off their feet a couple times doing that. Uh, let's get a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit certapro.com at Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Tonight, points in the paint. Jazz outscored the Nuggets 60-52. to so Jazz quite effective in the paint tonight, but probably not a big surprise. Locke mentioned the stat uh, there late in the game that uh, the Nuggets last year last in the league at defending the rim. So probably a good game, especially with no Jokic, to get some work there in the paint. Yeah, I've seen teams like that where they do have some length, but not a ton of you know ability to to move their feet. But they they kind of lull you into shooting shots by just by virtue of their length. The Nuggets, uh, or the, excuse me, the Jazz did a good job tonight of forcing the issue and getting it to the rim, and I thought that that really kind of opened up both things, both, uh, you know, things for roles and and plays at the rim, and then also uh, opened up some threes. What did you think about Donovan tonight? Um, You know, you look at some of the plus-minus numbers, Donovan minus four tonight. He had six assists in the first half, didn't have any in the second, but did have 22 points on nine of 20 shooting. But then you look at his three-point shooting coach, one of nine, and we were, you know, sitting here watching the game, and the one that he did make was probably the toughest one he took all night. Yeah, there's, you know, he's just a little bit of a slump. I did, I didn't mind the shot selection at all. I, I thought he played within himself, and you know, it's it's an interesting thing. But but you watch really good hitters at times struggle, um, you know, hit the ball in baseball. I think this is similar where Donovan's getting good looks. You know, I think he just didn't have a a great rhythm uh, shooting the ball tonight. But he found other ways. You know, with the six assists, 
And I thought he was pretty good, um, you know, at times defensively, keeping guys out of the middle of the floor. So um, where he did not make shots, I felt like he did help the team quite a bit. Seemed really like he got a lot going to the basket, too. I mean, when even when the three wasn't falling, he did his best to get in and shoot a high percentage shot, which is exactly what you want to see. And the fact that he took nine, you don't want to see him ease off there either. You want to see him get the attempts up and take nine threes, even on nights where he's not making all of them. Yeah, I think that that's a, that's a, a culture thing. That's the way the Jazz play. Um, they want to shoot it quick, and if their feet are set, they, they feel good about it. Again, I, I thought the shot selection was really good tonight. I didn't feel like the Jazz were trying to do anything, um, you know, or, or guys weren't trying to do anything out of the ordinary. Just for some guys, some shots went in, and, and for Donovan tonight, he just didn't make threes. Uh, Mike Conley did, though. He was 3 of 5 tonight. Mike had a really nice night, 15 points, 5 assists, couple of rebounds, as I mentioned, 3 of 5 from 3, 6 of 9 uh, from the field total, did it in 30 minutes, and just quietly had a really nice game. Yeah, I love looking at his, you know, plus minus always. He was a plus 12 while he was on the floor tonight. What a luxury because Ingles was a plus 16. So you've got veteran leadership on both those units, um, guys that you know and, and trust will make the right plays. And uh, th- that is uh, evident tonight. Again, the Jazz have great guard play. All right, let's hear from the coach. It's time to hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder and his post-game availability. Well, first of all, I hope he's sounds like he's okay. I hope, I hope that that is the case. You know, you never, it's always scary. Any guy in particular. Um, you know, I, I think it can work a lot of ways. You know, there's oftentimes a team like lifts their level. Um, you know, you're, he's obviously a central part of the game plan. So that changes. Um, you know, I thought we were, we were sluggish in the third quarter. Um, some of that was them. Some of that was us, but. You know, I, I thought we we really responded and um, defended in the fourth, which um, I didn't think we started the game with that same mindset. We were scoring the ball, you know, really efficiently, and we're just there was a long period where we were just tra- trading with them. And then obviously, you know, Jokic started making shots. We have almost had his triple double at halftime. After Jokic went out, then. Yeah, I mean, he he's obviously when when Jokic is in the game, you know that that generally requires you know size with Rudy and Hassan, um, unless we want to cross match and, and do some things like that that um, we've done and they've seen. Um, but you know, Aaron. You know, Aaron really, really hurt us in the first half. Uh, I didn't, you know, there's, he's going to make some tough shots with his size. He can shoot over, but we let him drive by us. We weren't alert on the weak side. We didn't contest his shots. You know, I just thought it was too easy. You know, and obviously with one of those bigger guys on him, it's harder for him to, you know, to, to use his strength and, and overpower him. So that, that changes the game a little bit. And then you're defending, you know, Will Barton more off the dribble and, um, it's kind of how you know, the game just evolves and adjusts. What changed for you guys defensively from that third quarter to the fourth quarter? Was there anything dramatic, or was it just you guys raised the level? No, I, I, I think there was. You no, know, we were. We did a good job on the boards. First of all, you know, I, I think that was a big part of the game. Um, you know, I just thought we did a better job contesting shots. We were just more locked in, and uh, like I said, sometimes with. You know, you're having success on the offensive end. 
um, that that's your focus. And our focus needs to be on our defense and the offense will take care of itself. And, um, you know, I, I saw the ball sticking. We passed up shots. You know, I know we didn't shoot well, but, you know, when we don't take our shots and don't move the ball, things get stagnant, you know, and I, I think that affects us, you know, I think that affects us on the other end as well. If we think about our defense, odds are the ball is going to move and we're going to be more efficient on offense. If we think about our offense, the odds are we're not going to be as good defensively. And just for a team that's as, got as many weapons as we do, it's counterintuitive, but that's where our, our focus needs to be on the defensive. And I, I, frankly, I thought the first, you know, minutes of the game, we, we really were locked in. You know, we did a good job. You know, there was some aggressiveness. We just didn't, um, you know, we just didn't sustain it. You might when Eric went in tonight, the energy level kind of went off. What did you see out of You know, he moved the ball, like, as much as anything. And I think he, he did provide, you can feel him competing, but, you know, something as simple as, like, not letting the ball stick, driving in the lane and kicking it out to a shooter. Those are, you know, those are simple plays, but those are the plays that, if we make, we're hard to guard, and he made them. You know, I, I thought Jordan really gave us a boost in the first half. He got some clean looks, um, you know, and he, he he's on balance. He goes up. You think it's going to go in. And then, you know, he, he did a good job getting into the lane, too, when, when we needed to attack the rim. And, you know, I, I thought Joe... Um, particularly when they're switching or when they're blitzing, you know, his size and his ability to pass the ball and find people, you know, ma makes it easier on everybody. So, um, as you said, both those guys did, did a good job. And that's, you know, that's, you don't take it for granted, but that's what we expect. I thought that they both competed on defense too. What specifically have you liked about Jordan's drive game? You know, I, I think he's, he's, He's attacking at the the right times. He's attacking quicker, meaning you know it's he's making a quick first move on his initial decision to drive, um, and I think that's allowing him to get an advantage. And then if someone cuts him off, he's able to you know to play off a of contact. So I, just, I would just say that you know the, the the reads whether or not to take a shot or go, the ball's not sticking in his hands where he starts kind of um, you know I don't mind Jordan isolating, but there's there's ways to have that even be more effective, you know, and I don't know what you, how you differentiate it or what you call it, but, you know, I think he's making quick decisions and, um, you know, and then, you know, he, he's, he's able, he has counters, you know, when, when he gets in there. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, anytime you have, scuffles, confrontations in games. That's just part of an NBA game. Um, you know, those things happen because guys compete on a high level. I, I think the main thing with Hassan is, um, you know, he's doing the things that help us win, you know, and whether that's rim protection or, you know, keeping balls alive, rebounding, running, and uh, you can you can feel him competing, you know, and that's, you know, that's something that, that I think he's taken a lot of pride in. He goes in there. He's he's impacting the game in a in a real way, and that's what we're seeing. It's a luxury to have Boyan to be your go-to scorer in the game last season. Be a guy who doesn't have to finish the game this year. Not for a long. Yeah, I mean, I, I today was you know 
with our group, you know, particularly, you know, Boyan was out two years ago in the bubble. We had Donovan out last year, Mike out, you know, having guys that are able to step in at various times is huge. And, you know, Boyan, you know, Boyan's finished almost every game that he's played here, you know, and, and he'll continue to do that. You know, tonight it felt like Joe was making some plays that, um, you know, were impacting us. And it had really very little to do with Boyan not doing something as much as it did with Joe was making an impact, you know, handling the ball and allowing those other guys to, to space. But I'm glad we got Boyan. <laughs> there you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder, his post-game media availability. We'll get Coach Lacombe's thoughts on what he just heard from Coach Snyder coming up right around the corner post game is brought to you by my Subaru uh, to excuse me, Mark Miller Subaru and the my Subaru is campaign. It features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some of the Mark Miller Subaru owner stories and share your own at my jazz win tonight over the Denver nuggets by the count of one twenty two to one ten. We'll get your players sound and coach Combs thoughts on uh, what coach Snyder had to say next on the jazz radio network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. It is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, uh, featuring the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at mysubaruis.com. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win tonight over the Denver Nuggets. They're now 3 0 on the season, 122 to 110. We just heard from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder in the last segment. We'll hear some uh, from players here in a moment, but uh, your thoughts on what we heard from Coach Snyder, Tim? Well, he was he was critical a little bit of the defense. You know, felt like that uh, when the mindset is right, when guys are focused on the defensive end, that everything just kind of works better. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Denver did a nice job of, of spreading the Jazz out. They certainly drove them a considerable amount, and, um, you know, that's something that has been a concern, but you know, like Coach said, they, they figured out a way to, to to address it. And, you know, just going forward, you know, he feels like that's something that as the team kind of internalizes defense first, you know, other things will work better. It was kind of interesting how we made that point in regards to energy, where they focus their energy and how it's better when they focus it defensively instead of getting focused on exactly what they're doing offensively and saving their energy for that. Yeah, and he also, you know, gave Pascal one of the ultimate compliments. It was – you know, they, I think it was asked about his energy that he brought. And, he, you know, he simply said, and I thought, you know, because I was searching for the words what he brought. He didn't score, but he was really a positive on the floor. And he said sometimes when guys just move the ball, you know, and, and pointed out a couple times where, uh, where Eric drove it and, and kicked it out to somebody that could shoot it, um, you know, he, he helped the urge perhaps on switching defense to get stagnant and stand. Um, so Coach put it pretty eloquently, he, he moved the ball, which was, you know, uh, that's a good reason to play a guy if he's going to do that and, and it's going to help the team. Seems like that's been pretty consistent from Coach Snyder this year. Move the ball and don't pass up open shots. I think he's mentioned it. I'm not sure if he mentioned it while you guys were talking on Friday, but I think he's mentioned it after every game. No, it's 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 the culture. It's what he wants. Uh, so it wants to give the guys ultimate uh, confidence, but understanding Here's the lines we color in. It's interesting to look tonight at the the analytics piece. The Jazz shot 40% of their shots at the rim, 
and 41% of their shots from three and only 19 from the mid-range. I wow. mean, he's got, he's got you know, those guys really understanding and dialing in on where those shots should come from. All right, let's hear some player sound. Let's go back down to the media room and hear from Rudy Gobert. I think we we started Recording to move the ball in, progress. in the fourth, uh, and it's kind of the the cycle when like when we play well offensively, we share the ball, then our defense get be- gets better. All because our defense gets better, we move the ball. I don't know, but uh, I like when uh, when that happens, and uh, that's when we play our best basketball. Do you feel more comfortable now being on the perimeter when you get to the pick and roll offensively? Really yeah, I've been comfortable. Yeah. I've been I didn't feel anything, but I, I, I saw the video, and yeah, I think uh, my right knee bumped into his knee, and unfortunately, I hope he's doing well. You gotta embrace it. I mean, the, the, I miss, <laughs> I was mad at myself for missing four free throws in a row in the first half, so uh, they gave me a great opportunity to redeem myself, so we got to embrace it, and you know, I know what I know that I'm a good free throw shooter, so I just got to knock him down and enjoy it. And then Quinn was going to Aaron Gordon second half, and now obviously he is really hot in the first half. What, what are you trying to do against someone who has scored that? Uh, I think he, he scored, he, he, he really used uh, his height and you know, his physical advantage, you know, on, on all guards, and you know, we try to adjust. And then try to put somebody bigger on him and, and see uh see what happens, you know, try to make him earn 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 it and give him a different look. And uh, you know, we did a good great job as a team in the second half. Someone that you do doesn't necessarily show up on the the box score, but the first three games you've got really big numbers. Do you like having those kind of follow up there to show what you are doing? I think I can play every game, you know, there's a lot of things I can do better. So uh, I, I really stay away from the numbers this year. You know, I think, uh, you know, when you pay too much attention to the numbers, you kind of limit yourself and uh, and you also play to other people's standards. I try to play to my own standards and, you know, and maybe do things that, you know, are not being done very often, you know, and try to be the best really I can be and see what happens. Sorry, just kind of obvious follow up to that, but what are you proud of from tonight and what do you want? For myself? Uh, I mean, uh, I stayed with it. You know, uh, it was hard for me to get touches early on. Uh, I missed a lot of free throws in the first half. Uh, you know, just got to stay with it. You know, keep trusting my teammates. Uh, they kept trusting me. And, uh, you know, we found a way to play uh, better basketball, you know, in the second half, in the fourth quarter. And, uh, and you know, and uh, I gotta stay ready. And, and when the team's gonna foul me, I gotta knock down the free throws because it's uh, it's the only thing they can do. You know, it's foul me. It's the last resort. You know, so if if I make the free throws, it's uh, at some point they have to to change strategy. So much of the game plan centered around Jokic. How difficult is it to kind of like alter that? I mean, it's you know, he's he's, uh, he's an amazing player, but I think we. I think we, we have to understand that it's about us and it's not about who we play. Um, you know, we, we're smart enough as a team to understand all the different lineups that are going to come at us. We knew that if Jokic was out, they, got, they were going to play small and try to space the floor. So 
you know, we try to punish them inside and move the ball and attack the rim and defensively, you know, just uh, all lock in, you know, all guard our yard, guard our man, communicate and make sure we, we rebound. And, you know, it was a really, really good stretch, you know, the last uh, six minutes of the game. I love his energy. You know, he he had. A lot. It's funny because he had a lot happen to him. He had problem on cheekbone. He had a, a dislocated his finger the day before the first game. So, but he, he showed up. You know, he showed up every practice, every game. Uh, I love how he. You know, he brings the intensity every single second, and it's contagious. You know, when you have guys like that, that you know, embrace every challenge, and uh, you know, and, and also. Uh, pushes their teammates to be better. You know, it's uh, it's huge. It's huge for a team. All right, we actually have one Zoom question. Juan Baraka, go ahead. Juan. Rudy, uh, how's it going? Um, after last after last year uh, lost against the Clippers, there was a lot of people hating on you on how do you uh, defend small ball and stuff. Uh, that started last I year. Know- Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, way before that. I, yeah, sorry. I, I imagine that wasn't uh, easy for you. But now here you are, here you are responding with uh, the first season start, the, the best, sorry, season start of your career, not just because of the numbers, but because you can uh, just watch uh, you play and, and you can realize that. Uh, how, how strong is your mind and your body right now? And how do you deal with, with that uh, in order to improve every day? Thank you. I think when you when you come to a certain time, you know, a certain level of maturity, you you stop caring about people's opinions. You know, people they're just gonna follow the trend. If the trend is to hate on this guy, they're gonna hate on this guy, and and that's the world we live in. But I'm just focused on my team. You know, I'm enjoying myself. I'm having fun, and uh, and you know, we gotta we got something to achieve. So you know, it's all about staying locked in. Staying focused on one another and uh, and keep getting better and just have fun. There you go, Rudy Gobert, who uh, ended up turning in a very nice performance: twenty-three points, sixteen rebounds. He also had a block shot. Uh, ended up making some free throws down the stretch when Denver was intentionally fouling uh, fouling him. But uh, a few notes there from Rudy, uh, coach. But uh, he talked about something you were just talking about: the energy that Pascal brings to the table. And Rudy said the same thing. No, I feel like it's it's evident, and um, you know you need guys like that. I, I almost feel feel like uh, his presence may be a similar, you know, not from a scoring standpoint, but the way Clarkson kind of helped the bench from a you know, and he he, he kind of brings energy to the to the table. Um, you know, he he's capable of making some shots and making the right play, but I think his energy is very very good, and I think guys feed off it. That's a feeling I get early on. Yeah, it, it certainly seems that way. Some other interesting things about Ru- what Rudy had to say. He said he didn't uh, feel knocking knees with Jokic, but saw the video later. And I thought uh, it, his answer to the last question there about the criticism that he's gotten, and he, he laughed because the guy kind of said, well, it started last year, and Rudy said, well, <laughs> started before that. But I thought that was interesting what he said, where he, he said, you know, somebody will, will start hating, and it kind of snowballs out there. And I'm sure that's a, a very difficult to ignore. And he did face a lot of that last year. With all the Shaq stuff, you remember all that, and all of a sudden it would it would snowball, and everybody's kind of coming out of the woodwork to to hate on Rudy a little bit. And uh, I, as somebody who 
monitors that kind of talk as closely as Rudy does. I'm I'm sure it's an interesting social experiment at very least to see how, you know, once one person starts piling on, it seems like it comes in waves. Yeah, what I, and what I think is interesting is, you know, I think Rudy's really trained his mind to almost use it as motivation, you know, and, and almost uh, for him it's fuel. And, oh, you don't think I can do this? Okay, I'll go do it. And And Certainly, that's fueled his career. Uh, certainly, the big moves he's made have been all kind of relative um, or, or related to people saying, hey, he's not going to be able to do it. All right, let's keep the player sound rolling. Let's go back down to the media room and hear from Donovan Mitchell. Like, obviously, we don't want to see out of game, right? But is it, I mean, it's the third game of the season. He's out there and he's not backing down. Is that mm-hmm. that you're like? No, three games, two ejections. You know, I think we're <clears throat> on pace for a lot of them. But no, I, I think, you know, you know, adding Hassan, you know, I think he's, he's a guy that is, is, is dedicated to his craft. He puts the work and the time in, you know, I told you guys at the beginning of the year, the biggest thing for him was just learning where to be, you know, and I think defensively that comes easy for him and Rudy, you know, um, there was a point in time in my career where both of them were battling for leading in blocks and stuff like that. So, you know, for, for me, the defense, I think is easy. He's, he's, he is a competitor offensively. He's coming down, you know, rolling, making the right plays. But then he also adds a level of toughness, as you saw tonight. And, you know, I think that that goes without saying. We see it, we know it, and, you know, it just gave us a boost. You know, and I think there was a <clears> – the game was going back and forth, and plays like that, you know, really define, you know, what we're going to be. You know, and I think that was that was good for us and good for him, you know, to kind of establish that as his role. We knew that, but it's good for, you know, the fans to see that. And that's 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 why we love the sign and, you know, we're going to continue to, continue to, to be uh, aggressive. Working inside the arc that has been in the first game uh, for the team. For, you. Uh, for me, um, really just coming out to attack. I mean, I'm I missed a lot of easy ones. I think the past two games. I, I think it's the shots I work on continuously, day in and day out. I think now just making them, putting putting more time and effort. I think that's it. I think that's happened with a lot of my shots. You know, I'm one of nine or three. You know, I feel like I'm <clears throat> I can make easily all of them. You know, I think it's just a matter of makes or misses. You know, and that'll come. You know, I think the biggest thing is just trying to find ways to impact the game in other ways, whether it's offensively, defensively. Uh, but, you know, just being able to just stay with it, you know, not really getting too too frustrated or too pressed about, you know, the shots not going in. What's, uh, what's your reaction? I grew up, you know, I mean, that's New York City basketball its finest. You know, I, I, I love that. I embrace it. I enjoy it. And I think as a group, we're embracing it as well. I think <clears throat> there are times where we've kind of gotten, you know, stagnant or getting out, getting us out of our offense. And I think, you know, a lot of times when you get to a point where teams are pushing or being aggressive, you you think so much of, oh, you got to be physical right back. It's not so much that. I think the biggest thing is being able to execute while being pushed, execute while being in those, in those instances. So you look at Sacramento. Um, being able to fight through that physicality, being able to still run our stuff. You know, there are times last year where, you know, you get phys- teams get physical and we stop. Or if we do stop, like we stopped, we got stagnant today, but we still made plays. We still moved on to the next thing. And I think that's a level of maturity for our team that we've, that we finally <clears throat> are starting to get to and starting to see that it's okay. You know, there's not going to, there are going to be games where you know, guys get ejected and things, things happen, but it's how do we continue to, to move on and understand that it's just, it's just physicality. And if we can continue to execute up here, it'll be fine. When they go home, they throw on you or drop you. And how are you deciding whether or not to kind of 
Well, you'd think I'd learn enough of the first four turnovers in the trap, right? Um, <clears throat> I think for me, it's just, like I said, just not forcing it. Um, tonight I did in, in three or four instances, and then the fourth quarter came, and I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm hard-headed. You know, <laughs> got to try things out and get, get used to it. But when the fourth quarter comes, slowing down, being steady, and just being able to read, you know, and I think that's when I'm at my best. And, you know, I was able to do that early, and in the third quarter kind of got a little shaky. Um, but I think that's that's pretty much the read for me, understanding who's open, how they're going to be open, and, you know, to go from having to be to be where, where Jokic is in a bigger big to go from that, you know, I got to be able to do that uh, quicker, you know, than, than, I, than I did tonight, and that's what we'll see tomorrow or the next day against against Houston, so just being ready to see that. And, you know, we have too many lethal weapons on the floor for me to try and, spl <clears throat> try and split and not be able to find guys. Um, a lot of it is, you know, not so much the guys in front of me. It's the guys on the backside, you know, being able to see where they're at. You know, sometimes they shifted. I had a turnover to start the half where I, if I make the pass a little bit higher, Rudy gets it, you know, then the end one I got, I'm holding it to see what the other guy's going to do. He want, goes away, I go for a layup. Like those are the reads, you know, understanding they're pulling in both ways. So either corner will be open where I hit Royce and he hits Rudy. So, like, those are those are the, the levels of, of reads. Or sometimes it's even just getting off it right away. Having that guy make the make the play, I think that's you know, the level of, of of reads that I'm I've been getting to, getting to. Um, that's 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 Eric. You know the defensive toughness. You know being able to come in, make the right plays. You see the going catches to a kick out for a three. Being able to do be a star in what he does, and that's him. He's been like that his his whole life, and especially when he's on an island one on one. I think he 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 like cherishes that he loves that you know I think that's that's for him is you know his moment and he goes out there and, and locks up that's what he's been doing <clears throat> sorry um but yeah I think that's that's just him you know and he's he, like I say he's at a level of toughness too and that that gives us lift you know Hassan does it one way he does it the, in, in a similar way you know and I think his voice being able to be able to show and lead by example too on the defensive and I think it's huge well, back to uh, I think it really it varies. And like I said, that goes back to just feeling everybody out. You know, he has to understand where I like to get screen set, Mike, Joe, JC. So it's all about feeling that part out, you know, and he's gotten better at it. You know, it's not going to be perfect just yet. You know, we're only three three games in, but he's he's setting it lower. He's in, 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 we're working on getting him up and getting him, and getting him to roll, but he's getting out quick and getting the roll, which is impacting a lot of – which is allowing the defense to have to shift and, and kind of get to him. And now you're getting our threes, never getting our stuff, which the preseason he wasn't doing as much because he just, you don't know, you know, so now he's, he's seeing and understanding. And that goes back to, like I said, his commitment to the game and being able to go through things and understand it at a, at a quick pace. You mentioned this after the Sacramento game, these guys were kind of flying in game to kind of handle things. And, you know, they were more Yeah, I think being able and also being able to react to that, I think is huge too. And being able to adjust, you know, like I said, coming out of timeouts or being able in game to understand, all right, they're probably going to switch one through five. So let's run this or they're, they're blitzing. Let's run this. Let's put this position the ball here, position the ball there. Let's put somebody in the action. You know, being able to have that communication as a group, like I was telling Tony, being able to do that through physicality, you know, through moments where we've turned the ball over, being able to consist consistently do that, I think is the, the level that we're, you know, we're getting to, but early you know we've done it twice but we're going to continue to do it in order to um to be where we want to be 
There you go. Donovan Mitchell right there. Donovan tonight, uh, let's see, your 22 points, 9 of 20 shooting, 1 of 9 from 3 at 6 assists. He also added a couple of rebounds. Uh, we will get to more jazz sound coming up right around the corner. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some of the stories, share your own, and MySubaruIs.com. Your final 122 to 110. More player sound next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Uh, you can learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Your final tonight, Jazz win. They beat the Nuggets one twenty two to one ten. Uh, Coach uh, Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott, with you. Let's get to your. Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Back here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to the United Way of Utah for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight's Master of the Glass, as usual, Rudy Gobert with 16 not quite the 20 that he had in the first two games. But you know what, Coach? 16, not bad. Yeah, I don't know what's gotten into him. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Alex is going to have to have a talk. I mean, we got to have 20. Um, no, it, it was one of those games, too, where it, it was hard. It was difficult for Rudy to make a huge impact, particularly with the small lineups, because they switch everything and, and they make it all so messy. But I love the way he continued to play through it. He got that streak where he made free throws and, and got a couple of easy dunks. And, you know, if you just keep playing hard and, and being in the right place, good things will happen. And certainly that was the case for Rudy tonight. It it did feel that way. And I, I think maybe we take that for granted a little bit with Rudy. And this year it seems he's making a particular effort to really run the floor. But it just, whether he's rewarded or not, I mean, it seems like he's just playing hard all of the time. Well, and you can't quantify a lot of the times, you know, a, a great rim runner who will draw a crowd. That's where you get corner threes in transition or, or you know, draw on kicks in transition because everybody's – you have to account for the rim runner. You know, if you're getting back in transition, it's ball, and then you got to start to build out your defense from the hoop. And, and so if a guy's putting pressure on the hoop, you, it's going to require a guard or perimeter guy to stay longer – get the big guy back, and then build out. And that's why those threes come, you know, and those are – it's hard to put a number on what Rudy creates there in transition by just running the floor. Or even what Coach Schneider broke down for us pregame where Rudy's getting that jump stop and he himself is hitting those open shooters. I'm I'm trying to think if we saw any examples of that tonight, but we've certainly seen it uh, thus far in the preseason and in the regular season where he's – and we started to see it last year where he's really gotten good at that, hitting that jump stop, keeping his head up, and finding the open guy. Yeah, when the roll – on the roll. Yeah, just having – his eyes out, uh, head up, and like you said, jump stop so you don't charge, and that doesn't become an issue. Yeah, Rudy is going. It's going to be fun to watch him this year because even though he says, "Oh, I can't worry about the haters," he's always out there to prove somebody wrong. And it, you know, his free throws, which we've talked a lot about, you know, as he struggled in the first half and then uh, made him when it counted. But the, it's such a, a personification of who Rudy Gobert is as a person because he just struggled with that so much. And, you know, we hardly ever see the hacker Rudy anymore. His first couple of years in the league, and particularly his first year when he really started getting minutes, that was a thing. 
because he could not hit those free throws, and he's just worked on it so much. And now, I mean, he's a good free throw shooter, and when he needs to make them, he's a really good free throw shooter. Yeah, which which tells you he's put in the work. Um, I loved Rudy. We didn't talk about this, but when Rudy was talking, you know, he talked about numbers, you know, and he said, you know, my focus is not on the numbers. I'm not, you know, going out there and trying to, you know, I, I'm trying to play the right way and impact the game. And it's interesting when you do that. And, you know, look at what look at the start he's had to the season. Um, you know, I'm sure there was a time where you have to have the numbers, so you're concerned about the numbers to validate your worth. Um, but Rudy's well beyond all that now. I think everybody understands the, the strengths that he brings. Um, but f- interesting tidbit that he's, you know, he's stopped or, or not worrying about the numbers as much, and the numbers are going through the roof. Let's get some more player sound, Coach. In fact, let's go to uh, a player you've talked a lot about tonight. Let's hear from Eric Pascal. Eric, you know, we got to ask what happens to your team. Uh, I'm in the same as y'all. I don't know. Uh, I thought I had a pimple the other day, and I, I think it just got infected because I just had a bump, and then all of a sudden I wake up and my eyes swollen, whole face is swollen. But I'm okay. I'll be all right. You've been getting a lot of a lot of praise, not just from your teammates, but also from especially tonight on the intensity that you bring and how quickly you're picking up stuff here. Is, that, is it something that you're finding easy, that you're feeling that on the court? Or you still feel like you're kind of finding your way? Oh, obviously, it's a new team, new season. Still trying to find my way. But, um, again, I've been in this role before where you're not really the star player. You're not going to get the ball a lot. So you find a way to impact the game in different ways. So I feel like a lot of it goes with Villanova and, and even Coach Quinn. Coach Quinn's done a great job just giving me confidence to go out there and bring energy and allow me to be me. What changed you got um, I thought we just pressured the ball more. I mean, we, we got more locked in. We, we said to each other, we got to get stops to, to be able to beat them because they're a very good team. So I feel like at the end of the game, we, we did that. We got a lot of stops, and um, it was great for us. It was a great team win. You ended up on an island. This might have been a little hard, I can't remember, but you ended up slowing down. You didn't get a shot off, and the crowd kind of responded to that. Do you notice that? Uh, yeah. I mean, again, that's what I try to I try to bring. Just bring a lot of energy, bring uh, a way to get people involved and uh, just have fun out there to be real. Um, that's part of having the fun, just being a crowd and glad in, in this non-COVID, like kind of non-COVID times where you, the crowd could actually be there and you hear that. So, again, it, coming from Golden State here, it's better to be on the side of the Jazz fans than not because I remember playing here and they are very loud. Is it so excited that you don't have protection behind you? Or do you know you're just kind of going one on one? Or what, what, what is the process? Just to keep them in front, to be real. I mean, that's what what you try to do is contain. So that's all I, I was really thinking. I've kind of like, it was just in my own zone, just trying to get a stop. A few possessions against Aaron Gordon. As a defender, when you're going against a guy like that who was really hot in the first half, what's, what's priority? I was trying to slow him down. Um, again, he's physical. So, me, I try to match him with my physicality and try to wear him down a little bit, let him know that, I mean, it's not going to be that easy. So, I try to do that with uh, a lot of my matchups, just trying to um, use my physicality and still with my quickness. When you said the thing that you've noticed on your, you said, 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 you said
I would say just watching the game. I mean, uh, feeling it out, knowing how teams used to play me last year and the year before. I know when I drive, a lot of teams are going to try to collapse thinking I can't pass. So I try to just make teams pay for that, to be real. Uh, just pass the ball when when you need to. So that's my whole thought process going into all the games. There you go. That's uh, Eric Pascal. Uh, his comments uh, post game. He played 14 minutes tonight. Did not score, Coach. He had four rebounds and two assists, but his defense and his energy were noticeable. And everybody we've heard from tonight talked about him. Another really flexible piece. You know, he, I think the thing he brings um, to this Jazz roster is what he talked about. Nobody could really get a handle on on Gordon. He was having his way, uh, and. Pascal came in and embodied him. He used used his ability to move his feet and and be physical, and, and that really was a, a differentiator there in the game. So nice to have that weapon. We talked about it a lot, but in the offseason, the Jazz got a little bit more deep and a little bit more flexible in the way they can guard. You know, it, it seems with Pascal's energy tonight, and you can tell he's a tough player too, and you look at Whiteside and the way he – Obviously, isn't going to back down. You know, maybe there's a, a couple of players, and not that the Jazz weren't necessarily a, you know, quote-unquote tough team last year, but maybe there are a couple of players that can bring a little bit of that edge mentality to the team, particularly with that bench unit that can come in and maybe have a little bit of a, a tough man identity. Yeah, there's there's no doubt. I mean, we watched highlights tonight of our, our good buddy George Niang in Philly making a three from the corner, and, you know, George did a lot of really great things, but... The, I think the issue there is there was a lot of duplicity. I think the things he did well, the guards did well as well. So I think what Pascal and Whiteside have brought is a little bit of a different type of skill that the Jazz really utilize yep. or can utilize. And maybe something they've been missing since, I, I don't know, this is just off the top of my head, but maybe something like Jay Crowder, who always brought that energy Perfect. and and, yeah. and toughness. You know, maybe they those two players can bring a little bit of element of that that might have been missing a tad. Yeah, for sure. I mean, say what you will about Jor- Jordan Clarkson and him leading that bench unit. To, that's not really his style. So maybe those guys can bring that a little bit. For sure. I mean, we talk about a lot, guys. Have to, if your team's going to be terrific, sensational, great champions – um, you know, the locker room culture has to be, I'm going to give a little bit to, to get a lot. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some of the Mark Miller Subaru owner stories and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. Your final one, 22 to 110, Jazz win. We'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one. Some stat nuggets from our guy Tyson as well. Coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Donovan. Donovan guarded by Porter Jr. Forced him in the bubble. Pull back jumper. Flashback! Oh no! Michael Porter Jr. is like, not again! Not again! Play the game right there, courtesy of our guy David Locke. It's brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHO, LHMauto.com, excuse me, driven by you. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, featuring the My Subaru is campaign, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share your story at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win tonight, 122 to 110. 
Coach, should we get into some uh, Coach Lacombe, Jake Scott with you? Coach, should we get into some stat nuggets courtesy of our guy Tyson Ewing? I would never stop such, th- such uh, a thing. And I've got to give a shout-out to uh, to Tyson, who is actually on vacation in the Dominican Republic, believe it or not, but still managed to watch the game and send in some stats for us. That's how awesome Tyson is. Mi amigo. Follow Tyson on uh, on Twitter, by the way, at Ty Ewing, too. He uh, contributes here on the postgame and uh, does stats for the television broadcast for our guy Bowler. Uh, all right, let's start with this. Jordan Clarkson has scored 15-plus points for the 12th consecutive game. That is the longest streak of his career and the longest streak amongst bench players since Dennis Schroeder in uh, March of 2019. Not bad. Got a good thing going yeah. right there, my friend. Uh, Rudy Gobert has recorded 15-plus rebounds in seven consecutive games dating back to last season. That is the longest streak of his career and the longest streak in the NBA since Giannis had eight in January of 2020. Uh, continuing with Rudy, he's pulled in 57 rebounds for the first three games of the season. That is the most rebounds a player's had through the first three games of the season since Marcus Camby also had 57 at the start of 0708 season. And get this, it's just the fourth time since 1974 a player has had at least 57 rebounds in the first three games of the season, joining Barkley in 1996 and Dennis Rodman in 1993. Wow. How about that? There's some rebounders. For you. No kidding. That's the who's who right there. That's like the, yeah, the holy trinity. Uh, with 12 made threes, the Jazz have now hit at least 10 threes in 81 consecutive games, still ranked second longest streak in NBA history behind Houston with 97. So that one may fall. And with the win, this is the first time since the 08-09 season the Jazz have started the season 3-0. And we love 3-0. It's great. And there just aren't that many undefeated teams left in the NBA, even after three, four games for most everybody. This has kind of been a wonky year so far. No, it has. It, you know, now I guess the three undefeated teams are the Jazz, the Warriors, and the Bulls. And the Bulls, who the Jazz play on Saturday. So, yeah, this one, uh, obviously a little bit of a road trip coming up here. But the Rockets, you would think, now obviously the Cavaliers looked pretty appetizing to the Nuggets last night. So I guess that's the... The struggle is uh, you've got to you've got to just focus on the Rockets today. Yeah, the Rockets can't are look bad. down the road, but they are bad. How did they play tonight? Here we should I really bring up their score. I think they lost to Dallas. In fact, I know they did. So the Rockets are one and three, and they lost to Dallas tonight. But I just like during the game was looking through their roster and some, you know, some guys just just guys <laughs> literally just normal like, guys like twenty four hour fitness guys. Yeah. He looks good. Maybe take him. He could give us seven minutes. Let's see. They were led tonight by Eric Gordon, who had 22 coming in off no, the No, he's bench a pro. I like Eric Gordon. Yeah. See, Daniel Tice had 15. Uh, Christian Wood's a decent player. He had 16 and 17 boards tonight. Yeah, he, he can be a problem at, on at night. You know, some nights he can really – I guess every night he's a matchup problem. Yeah, I suppose. They they certainly like him. But, yeah, I mean, Houston is – is in deep rebuild territory, so you would expect that to be a win. But going Chicago, Milwaukee, back to back on the road, good weekend. Yeah, fun that's, weekend. That's something. That's two really tough teams, uh, two nights in a row. And you know the Jazz play a lot of games here. They've got four games this week, including that back to back. So certainly going to have to take advantage of that Houston game. Maybe a little bit. Uh, you know, you never want to overlook anybody, but got a little easier test before a really difficult weekend. And I, and I've looked just at the numbers to kind of see how Chicago's. They're they're legit doing it. You know, Zach Levine's a real problem. 
Um, DeRozan is a is a really hard guard, um, and then Lonzo Ball's obviously a you know up he loves to play up tempo. So they're just putting a lot of pressure on teams trying to get out in the open floor, and they're they're feeling it right now. I like Patrick Williams, the young guy they got too from Florida State. All right, uh, just some uh, stats if you're just joining us at 11:45 on a uh, Tuesday evening. Jazz did uh, win 122-110. to They shot 52% from the field, just 12-39 from three. They were led by Rudy Gobert's 23 points, 16 rebounds, and a block. Donovan with 22 and six assists. Jordan Clarkson had 19 coming in off the bench. In fact, Joe Ingles with 13 off the bench, and Hazan Whiteside with 10. Big night from the bench tonight with those guys. Mike Conley was great tonight, 15 points, five assists, but he was six of nine, shooting three of five from three. Bogdanovich had 15. Uh, really, the biggest story from an NBA standpoint, Nikola Jokic had 24 points, six assists, and six boards in only 15 minutes of play. Got hurt toward the end of the first half, knocking knees with Rudy Gobert. He's got a contusion on that knee. He did not return. Uh, but uh, Will Barton had 21. He had a big third quarter. Aaron Gordon, as uh, we talked about, had a big game with 20. Uh, Morris had 19. But, uh, frankly, uh, after really giving it the good old college try in the third, Denver ran out of gas in the fourth, and it was going to be an uphill battle for them to win without their star for sure. No doubt. You know, the missing Murray too, right? They're they're counting on Jokic is just a check mark every night. You're going to have him. Now who else is going to play when he's not out there? Um, they just didn't have enough to, to finish that thing off. But they, I like the way they played. They played really hard, and, again, they're very well coached. Yes, they, they are. Michael Malone certainly has, uh, has them, it would appear, ready to play. That's for sure. All right, uh, a couple final thoughts before we close the book on this one, Coach. Well, you got to love 3-0. and um, You know, I think this game was one that, you know, at least I looked at early on as going to be a, a test, and I think that it was a test. The, the Jazz really struggled to to keep Denver in front of them. Uh, I thought the energy was was decent, but I think every person that took the podium, Coach Snyder, Rudy, Donovan, and and Pascal all talked about, you know, the the innate ability of this team if they will just always lock in defensively. They got to lead with defense. It's got to be more than just a uh, a buzzword. It's got to be something that everybody's invested in. And if they're, they're able to do that, the offense will take care of itself. And um, you know, I, I believe that that's – I think that's something they all believe, and I think that's a huge thing because it is the di- differentiator, the ability to put pressure on teams, not just offensively, but then in turn make them really work to have to score. All right, we want to say a big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone uh, calling all the action tonight. Terrific work by those guys. Uh, we want to also say thanks to not only Alex Lundberg or Boyd Lundy, but also Jeff Carroll for producing tonight. Who do we have uh, on the broadcast assistant uh, front up here with us tonight? How about we just shout out, shout out to all the broadcast, broadcast assistants. assistants. We're, we're still working on the thank you. You're segment. terrific. We did give them uh, some pizza. And we are getting to know them. It seems like we've got a good uh, group of people this year. No, so they're that's, great. Uh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. Kristen, Bobby, Leaf, and Tyler. Thanks to all of their uh, their great work uh, tonight from a broadcast assistant standpoint. Uh, thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the postgame, uh, and their My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owner, owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, you're the best, buddy. Thank you very much. Good to, be, good to have you back, man. Oh, man, it was a fun night. No doubt about it. 122 to 110 is your final. The Jazz moved to 3-0 and on the season. They beat the Denver Nuggets. Up next, 
On Thursday night, the Jazz will be in Houston to take on the Rockets. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 5, and of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.